Well, good morning, and welcome to our worship service as we gather together to worship the Lord for all that He is and all that He has done through His Son, Jesus Christ. So welcome as we gather together in worship, whether you're joining us here at Drive-In Church or through Phone-In Church or through Facebook Live. We're glad that you're here. And just to let you know, the flowers that are in front of us this morning have been donated by Ben and Madison Miller. Um, they were married yesterday, and we uh, celebrate with them, praising God for what they have done um, in their lives as God has gathered to them, has gathered them together in marriage. And so we celebrate with Ben and Madison this morning and with the whole Miller and Goodman uh, family. Uh, for those who are in drive-in church, just a reminder to you, there is a porta potty at the back end of uh, the container back there. Um, we encourage you to use it in case of emergency only. Uh, there are sanitizer wipes to be used before and after use, um, and hand sanitizer can also be found uh, in the porta potty. But otherwise, uh, please stay in your cars. Uh, just a reminder for some of the activities that are going to be happening and not happening this week. Um, on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. and again at 7 p.m., uh, we are going to continue with our Bible study in the book of 1 Corinthians. Um, but there will not be any youth group on Wednesday, uh, nor will there be youth Sunday school next Sunday. Um, you know, some youth director just got married yesterday, so I guess, you know, he's going to be away that, well, I'll, I'll leave that to, yeah, you to think about that a little bit more. Uh, but we will have Kids Club again this Thursday at 3 p.m. And just to let you know, we have our daily bread devotional booklets in the church office. And if you would like to receive one, uh, please call the church office uh, before you go pick one up. For any other announcements that you might be looking for us to give to you, please go to your news and announcements email or mail uh, so you can have more information about those opportunities that we have during this season. Uh, at this time, will you, turn, will you uh, bow your heads with me uh, to pray to the Lord at this time? Father, we thank you for this day in which we are able to gather together, whether it's through radio or whether it's through the internet or the telephone. Father, you have called us together to worship you, to praise you for all that you have done in us and through us for the sake of your kingdom. Father, as we gather together in worship this morning, help us to see your word in a way that we have never seen it before. Father, open our hearts, open our eyes, that we might see your glory, that we might see all that you have for us as your children and as your servants. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. to 
Let us hear now our call to worship for this morning. <laughs> Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Clap your hands, all people. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. Let us pray. Almighty God, as your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, ascended into heaven, so may we also ascend in heart and mind and continually dwell there with him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. and all stars. Oh 
Let us bow before the Lord as we confess our sins to him this morning. Gracious God and Father, we bow before you as Lord and Savior of all. We confess to you that we have sinned in thought, in word, and in deed. We ask that you would wash us with your blood and make us clean. Though our sins were like scarlet, cleanse us and make us white as snow. We ask that you would separate us from our sins as far as the east is from the west. We will praise you through all eternity for your goodness, grace, and mercy. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. The Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given to us His Son to die for us. And for the sake, and for His sake, forgives us of all of our sins. To those who believe on His name, He gives power to become sons of God and has promised them His Holy Spirit. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, to us all. Amen. Good morning, everybody. I'd like to welcome you here at Maple Park Church. Thank you for coming to Drive-In Church or for joining us on Facebook Live or through Dial-In Church. It's great that God has given to us uh, these means of gathering together to hear his word during uh, these strange times. Let's go to the Lord uh, in prayer today. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for your goodness and your faithfulness uh, to us. We thank you that you uh, are making in our lives all things brand new. Lord, you're continually doing this work. Uh, Lord, um, we, th we thank you that you have given us uh, a brand new life in you, that through the word of the gospel we were born again uh, with a brand new life within us. And with that brand new life comes a brand new perspective on who you are and what you're doing and what uh, this, this, uh, what this creation and this, and this life is all about. And uh, Lord, you've also given us a brand new attitude, a brand new family, a brand new uh, home in heaven for us. And today, Lord, we uh, look at that brand new earth. Uh, we look at that day when you come again and your return when you will make all things new for us. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. 
your word today. Lord, may we live our lives in a way that glorifies you as a result of this ministry that you do in our lives today through your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we go to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 8. We go to the end of the book, of the Bi- uh, to the end of, of scripture, uh, to one of the very last chapters in the Bible. And here St. John records his vision. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. And he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. To the one who conquers uh, will have this heritage, and I will be his God and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars... Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So today we continue our sermon series titled Brand New. Brand New. And today's sermon is titled Brand New Earth. Brand New Earth. The sermon could have been uh, titled Brand New Heaven because... Jesus has promised that not only will earth be made brand new, but but the heavens will be made brand new also. And this sermon also could have been entitled Brand New Body, because at the resurrection, when Jesus comes again, we will all be given brand new resurrection bodies. Really, Jesus makes all things brand new. He promises to make all things brand new when he comes again. In the end. So, for those of us who trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we can say that all things for us are brand new, or one day they will be made brand new when He comes again in His glory with His holy angels. So, we have a brand new life, we have a brand new attitude, we have a brand new home prepared for us by Jesus Christ in heaven. We know that that if we were to die today, that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord in our brand new home in heaven. And we look forward to when Jesus comes again and when he makes all things brand new. John said it this way, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there was no longer any sea. 
I ask the question, why do we need a brand new earth? What's the matter with the, the earth that we have today? Why can't we just keep this one? Well, Genesis 3 actually gives us the answer. We go to the beginning of the Bible to understand the ending of the Bible. We go to the beginning to understand why all things need to be made brand new. So in Genesis 3, we learn what happened to this earth and what happened to us. And we learn why all things need to be made brand new. Genesis 3, 17. And to Adam, God said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. From dust you are, and to dust you will return. Why do we need a brand new earth? Well, the answer is simple. Because this planet that we're living in today and these bodies that we are living in today are all subject to decay. All of creation was cursed by sin. And when Jesus comes again, that curse will be reversed. And no longer will we be subject to decay. Not only will our planet be sub, no longer be subject to decay and our bodies subject to decay, but all things will be made brand new. So we live in a broken world. We live in a broken world. As beautiful as this one is, a, a better one is yet to come. And, and we also live in broken bodies. I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but these bodies, they don't last forever. In the brand new earth, all things will be made brand new, even brand new bodies. And, uh, and you know what is, what's amazing about Jesus making all things brand new? Sometimes we think only in terms of, of a spiritual salvation that Jesus saves spiritually. But did you know that, that the salvation that Jesus won for you upon the cross and in his resurrection is not only a spiritual salvation, it's also a physical salvation? Even our physical bodies will be raised when Jesus comes again. Jesus came not only to redeem the soul, he came to redeem all of creation Remember in the beginning, in Genesis, all things were made perfect. Well, through Jesus' redemptive work upon the cross, all things will be renewed again, and all things will be made perfect for us again, even our physical bodies. Wow! Can you imagine what that day will be like? Brand new, eternal, physical bodies like Jesus' resurrection body living on a brand new earth. A well-known woman, Johnny Erickson Tata, who's a Christian 
speaker and author who suffered a devastating spinal cord injury. And many of you probably know the story of Johnny Erickson Tata and how she suffered. Um, she suffers today from quadriplegia because she uh, dove into a shallow bay and she ended up breaking her neck. And she came to uh, understand God's plan and purpose through her suffering. And she said that Christianity is the only religion that promises brand new bodies. How many of you are looking forward to that brand new body? You're looking forward to the day when all things are renewed, even physically. With the new earth comes brand new bodies. Each of us will experience a physical resurrection like Jesus's physical resurrection. Why do we need this brand new earth? Why do we need brand new eternal bodies? Because creation and everything within creation was cursed by sin and is broken. So John said, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. So I asked the question, what about today's earth? Should we neglect our planet and not care for today's earth? Well, we need to be thankful for, for, for what we have today, and we need to take care of this planet. There are many good and beautiful things given to us today on the earth in which we live. I enjoy the gifts of this earth today. In creation, in the creation that we're given today, we actually see the fingerprints of God. We can know that there is a creator, a beautiful creator, through what has been created even today, even though it is cursed and ruined by sin. So we can't abuse our present earth. We need to be good stewards of the earth that God has given to us. We need to be good stewards of everything that God has blessed us with. So let's, let's not destroy this, this planet for future generations or to think uh, carelessly about it because Jesus promises a brand new earth. We don't know how long we'll need this one for, so let's take care of it today and let's preserve it for ourselves and for future generations because we do not know when the Lord will return. So we take care of what God has given to us today, and we appreciate what God has given to us today. However, we need to be reminded that the heavens and the earth will pass away. So don't turn creation into an idol. This earth is passing away, and God will make all things new, including this planet. John said it, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And how will this happen? How will this brand new earth uh, come about? And how will the destruction of this earth happen? Well, we don't know all the details of how the present heavens and earth will pass away. And we don't need to know the details. But Peter wrote about it. Peter wrote about it in his letter, 2 Peter chapter 3. In 2 Peter chapter 3, Peter writes... The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord, he says, will come like a thief. 
He says the day of Jesus' return will come as a surprise, like a thief. And then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and all the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to live? Lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt away as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting, we are waiting for a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So we see from Peter that one day uh, the, the creation as we know it today will be dissolved. It'll be burned up. It's going away. And Jesus even said, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, he says, but my word will remain forever. We really don't know everything about that great day, but we do know that the that the brand new earth will be brought about after the destruction of the present heavens and earth. It will be completely different from the earth that we live on today. How will our brand new earth be different? And why will it be better? Why do we need a brand new earth? The answer comes to us in Revelation 21, 2 and 3. Look at verses 2 and 3 of Revelation 21. Why do we need a new earth? And how will this new earth that is coming be better. Verse 2, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. So how will this brand new earth be different? Why will it be better? Why? Because in the brand new earth, God will be dwelling among us. John wrote, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. In the Greek, it's literally, God will place his tent among us. God will literally place his tent among his people. Today, living upon this, this broken planet, we don't have the benefit of God dwelling among us in the way that he will dwell among us when he comes again. Paul says it this way about, about our present uh, experience with God in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. He says, for now we see in a mirror dimly. We see in a mirror dimly. You see, we, we, we understand the presence of God with us today, but, but, it, but it's, a, it's a dim understanding. It's a dim understanding. But then Paul says, now I, but then face to face, for now we see dimly, but then in the new heaven and the new earth, we will see God face to face. He says, now I know in part, then I shall now know fully, even as I have been fully known. 
So right now our experience with God is an experience of faith. And sometimes that, that knowledge of God's presence with us, it's a dim knowledge. But then on that day when he comes again, it will be face to face. Our, 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 our faith will actually become sight. We will see the God that we love and the God that we know face to face. So in this brand new earth, there is the promise of the triune God dwelling among us. And I need to say that the Jesus that Jesus is the most important and the best part of eternity. We look forward to eternity because God will dwell with us. Did you know that he is the most important and the best part of eternity for those who know and trust Jesus Christ? Seeing him is the greatest gift that can be given to us when we enter into that brand new earth. So what will it be like in the new earth? Why will it be better? Well, we have more answers, verses 4 and 5. Look at verse 4 of Revelation 21. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Not only will we see God face to face in the new earth, but we have this promise of all of the things that cause us to suffer in this life being done away with. Brothers and sisters in Christ, believe this. Every nasty thing that is caused by sin and Satan will be no more. And then think of everything good and beautiful on this earth, all of the wonderful things that we have on this earth. It'll be far better in the new earth. Why? Because the gloomy cloud of suffering and death will be no more. Now think of everything ugly. Think of everything painful. Think of those things that are irritating on this earth. Those things will be gone for all of eternity. Those things will be finished. He is coming. He is making all things new. He'll wipe every tear from your eyes. No more death, mourning, crying, or pain. Why? For the old order of things has passed away. He is making everything new. And this promise, brothers and sisters in Christ, is trustworthy and true. And then verse 6, he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end of the thirsty. I will give water. He says, I will give water without cost. Water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. And I will be their God. And they, they will be my children. There is something very important in verse, verses 6 and 7. Did you take note? Did you notice it? Did you notice how much this water of life costs? How much does this water of life cost? It costs nothing. The water of life that will be given to us in the new earth 
is given to us free of charge. Now, hear this. Did you know? Did you know that it's within God's nature to give without requiring anything in return? It is within God's nature to give without requiring anything in return. Now, it's not within my nature to give without requiring anything in return. Almost everything in life is based upon earning something. If you do this for me, then I'll do that for you. But that's not the way it is with God. With God, he gives without requiring anything in return. When it comes to to God and, and salvation and eternal life, I automatically believe that I need to do something in order to earn God's gift of forgiveness and of salvation and of eternal life. But it has never been within God's nature to demand something from us in exchange for salvation and eternal life. God gives to us without cost. Salvation is a free gift of God's grace. You are saved today. You have the forgiveness of sins today because God has given to you this free gift of his grace. And the brand new earth, the brand new eternal resurrection body that will be given are all given to us without cost. So so stop trying to earn God's approval. You already have everything that Christ desires to give to you, and it has come to you by grace, by grace. So don't try to earn God's approval. Know that in Jesus alone you are saved. And know that through Jesus alone you will drink from the water of life for eternity. And it all comes to you without cost. But I have to ask the question, why is it free? Why is it free? Why do we drink from this water of life for eternity without cost? Well, it's because Jesus already paid the price. Jesus already paid the price. The price was paid upon the cross through the shedding of his blood. Jesus paid off your debt. And now you can drink without cost. Jesus paid off your debt. That's what Jesus' life was about. Did you know that he came to do for you what you could never do for yourself? He lived a sinless life. And then he took your sin debt upon himself. He took your sin debt upon himself, and he paid the debt of sin, and now your sin debt is forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. And more than that, the righteousness of Jesus has been credited to you as a free gift. So not only are you forgiven of all of your sins, God has actually given to you the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So when God sees you, he doesn't see your sin debt. He sees the very righteousness and the holiness of Jesus Christ, which has been given to you as a free gift without cost, because Jesus paid the price. And for eternity, for eternity, you will drink of the river of life without cost. You will drink of this water, and if you drink of it, you will never 
thirst again. So you might ask, how do I receive the forgiveness of sins and everlasting life? Well, the Bible gives us the answer. The Bible gives us the answer. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. There are no better words in the Bible than those words. Simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. It's not about doing good and being good. It's about trust. Do you trust in Jesus Christ today as your Savior? Did you know that God loves you? He loves you. He doesn't want you to spend eternity apart from Him. That's not God's desire for anybody. He doesn't desire that anybody be lost or spend eternity apart from Him. He loves you. And God sent Jesus 2,000 years ago to die for your sin upon the cross and to rise again from death for eternity. So Jesus died for you and he rose from death for you in his resurrection from death. His victory over death is now your victory. So I ask the question, do you believe in Jesus to be saved? How are you saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. So I ask the question, do you believe in Jesus today? Do you believe that Jesus died for you, rose again to take away your sin debt and to give you eternal life? Do you believe? If you believe, hear these words, you are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. And your eternity is secure in Jesus Christ. And for you, all things are made brand new. But this isn't the case for everyone. You see, God has given us the ability to reject this gift, to reject Jesus, to reject the gift of his salvation. And Paul writes about, or John writes about this in Revelation 21.8. He says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Revelation 21, 8. So to all who hear me today, <clears throat> proclaiming this news here at Maple Park, if you hear my voice today, the call is this, to repent of your sin. Turn from sin. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I am in need of your grace and mercy. And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Be rescued by Jesus from the coming wrath. Don't harden your hearts. Don't harden your hearts to this message today. Believe in him. Because Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus rose from the grave for you. And Jesus is coming again for you. He's coming again. Any moment, it could be today, it might be another thousand years, we don't know. All we do know is that he's coming again to create a brand new earth for you to dwell in for eternity. And today I'd love to help you in your relationship with Jesus. After hearing this message, you might be at that place in your life where you recognize that your sin has separated you from God. And you believe that Jesus died and that he rose again for your forgiveness and for your everlasting life. If you've come to believe this for the first time, 
or if you've come back to that reality again, I'd love to hear from you. So we ask to please reach out to us. Send us a note or give us a call. One of the difficult times for me during this quarantine is not being able to, to have that personal connection with people where I can pray with people and help people uh, spiritually. But reach out to us. Give us a call. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to help you know Jesus as Savior. Maple Park Church has one primary purpose, and that's to lead people to Jesus. We have a vision, and that vision is that we would be gathered, gathered around his word, receiving from Jesus his, this new life that he promises in his word as we gather together. That we would be transformed by that word, and then that we would go. That we would go so that other people would know Jesus. So our primary purpose is to lead people to Jesus Christ. And I pray that today you will experience Jesus making all things brand new in your life. That he'll give you that brand new perspective, that brand new life through trusting in him. That he'll begin to create within you that brand new attitude. That you'll enter into this brand new family of the church. That one day, when you're absent from your body, that you will be in a brand new home in heaven. And then one day, ultimately, when Jesus comes again, you too will join with us in that brand new eternal earth and a brand new eternal body. Amen. Would you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to gather together. We thank you for your word. And your word, Lord Jesus, is what transforms us. It, it, it's what opens our eyes to see that you are Lord and Savior, that you did indeed die upon the cross for our sins, that you did rise again, that you are coming again. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray that if there's anybody hearing my voice today, whether it be through drive-in church or through Facebook Live or through dial-in church, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would open their eyes, that they would come to believe in you, that they would have everlasting life. And for those of us who do know you as Savior, Lord, may this message, this simple message of the gospel, may it enliven us once again. May we come alive once again to be transformed and to go so that others will hear this message. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.